Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, and we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. For our 99th episode, this will be the first of a series highlighting one single theme park at a time. We'll be discussing every bit of entertainment each park has to offer and whether we think they're magical or tragical. First up, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Let's hop to it. to the 99th episode of A Couple of Park Hoppers, and we are headed over to Hollywood Studios Yeah, today. we're stuck in the 90s, uh, the, the 1940s with the big band here. <laughs> the 90s. Playing, playing music from the future, <laughs> because this is Aladdin. <laughs> this is Aladdin? Yeah, never had a friend like me. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's a 1940s big band style. <laughs> oh, my God. Just like old-timey Hollywood Studios. Just like Hollywood Studios. Where you can get your magical and your tragical all in one park. (laughs) (laughs) You can get your magical and tragical in every single park. And this is the first episode of this new series that we just thought of that we thought would be a little fun. You know, we're not going to tell you guys that these attractions belong or don't belong. We're not going to tell you whether or not to go on them or not go on them. But we're going to give our honest opinions on whether we think they are magical or tragical. Yeah, just overall how we feel about them because... The thing is, when people come visit, we do tend to do things that sometimes we don't always do. And I think that overall, just as individual humans, we have our opinions about these things. And I think it's going to be fun to discuss that. Yeah, so we're going to go over each and every attraction, show or ride, that is in Disney's Hollywood Studios. So I hope that some of you guys get a fired up and don't agree. <laughs> yeah, right. And please, if you don't agree, let us know on all of our social medias at Park Hopper Show and leave a comment on any of our YouTube videos, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. And uh, just let us know what you think of this episode. So before, uh, b- uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's dive right in. If you want to start with shows or you want to start with rides, Danny? Um, I'm thinking let's start with rides. All righty then. So with rides let's go in order of the list that we made and first off is the second newest ride at disney's hollywood studios and that is star wars rise of the resistance over in galaxy's edge now it's pretty obvious i think how we're both gonna feel about this one because it's really really great um it's the most immersive ride that disney's ever made by far and it's not even close I'm well, sure. Well, how maybe do you feel about it? Tell the people. I'm 100%, 115% magical. Magical? Space magical. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a must do. If you're down here at Disney on a very short trip and you have some expendable money, definitely buy that individual lightning lane and make sure you get on Rise of the Resistance. It is an absolute must. It is like. 15 out of 10 magical for me. And again, guys, we're not telling you whether or not to go on things, but how we feel about them. And I feel the exact same way. It's a must. This ride is magical. Now, first off, the technology is amazing. Anytime I see somebody on, uh, you know, the Dis- the Disney Facebook groups or like the Dis Twitter and they're like, oh, what's so great about, you know, Rise of the Resistance? Excuse me. You could barely install your dvd player like get out of here (laughs) even (laughs) even if you're not a star wars fan it is incredibly immersive 
And if you are a Star Wars fan, that's just an extra bonus. I mean, I, I think it's absolutely incredible. It's so much fun. And I just, it's magical and I'm sticking to it. It's uh, fantastical and magical, <laughs> as the folks from Encanto would say. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so moving on from Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, let's stay on the planet of Batuu and head over to the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Now, for this, I think this that this ride is tragical. Okay. Um, the reason I think that is because it's cool like the first time, mm-hmm. and... If you're bad at video games, you will crash into everything, Mm -hmm. which I have done multiple (laughs) times. And then everybody else who's in the ride with you is like, oh, you're crashing into everything. And you're like, I know the stress. And Hondo's like, what are you doing over there? You owe me for all the damage. Why do you stink at this game? (laughs) Yes. And for me, I think that I don't enjoy the stress of... (laughs) trying to get a high score that's just not part of my skill set and also i don't really love that um i've never like seen some of the stuff that i wish i could see like the chewbacca version chewbacca mode yeah chewbacca yeah, mode you have to have like a party of six that presses a bunch of buttons before the ride even starts for instead of hondo doing the narration Chewie's just going <laughs> the entire time pretty funny but like also i just i just feel like overall it's the for some people the rewritability may be great for me i find it tragical i not my thing for me who somebody who has ridden in every position on this ride now if you don't know you're in the the cockpit of the millennium falcon and there's two pilots there's two gunners and there's two engineers Basically, the gunners and engineers, literally all you're doing is mashing buttons and not even really paying attention to what's going on in the front of the ride because you have to know where your hands are. Sure. Um, So those four seats are incredibly disappointing if you end up getting in those seats. Um, The only bright spot for me, and I'm going to say this is tragical as well. Okay. The only bright spot for me is the thrill of piloting this thing, either in the left seat, which I believe is up and down, and the right seat, which is piloting left and right and the fact that you get to actually pull a physical lever to jump to light speed that's really really cool to me however everything else the gunners the engineers and the fact that there's only one single like scene that you get to do every single time the rewritability is just not there for me so i would say uh millennium falcon smugglers run is tragical okay okay so we're we're agreeing so much yeah uh, you know uh, on a lot of the stuff well, next we're going to stay in our uh, in our Star Wars theme, and we're going to head over to Star Tours. So first, I want to know how you feel about this one. Star Tours is magical. I like Star Tours a lot. If you sit further back in the the, the ride vehicle, it's actually a lot more intense. The only thing I don't like about Star Tours is the fact that it's 3D. That's the only thing I don't like about it. C-3PO, physical C-3PO is in there. He's give, he's piloting the ship for you. And there's like 40 different combinations of scenes that you can get. So it's never the same thing. The only time I really ever had the same ride over and over again was when Rise of Skywalker came out. And they had those brand new Rise of Skywalker scenes. And I think like three or four times in a row, it was just the Rise of Skywalker scenes because that's right. what they wanted to do. But literally, you visit like... A million different planets. You can visit Hoth, and you can visit Naboo. You can visit um, a bunch of different planets in the see, Star you Wars. You see Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, you see Jar Jar Binks. You see Darth Vader. You see Kylo Ren. You see Yoda. You see 
uh, somebody from the crowd gets picked as the rebel spy. Like that's super fun. And so I think Star Tours is definitely magical for me. It's always a must do unless it's like a crazy long wait, but it's usually not. Uh, it's usually under 30 minutes for the most part. So Star Tours is definitely magical for me and a, uh, a must do almost every time I go to Hollywood Studios. So I definitely agree that Star Tours is magical. The reason I feel like this is because first off, it's very nostalgic to me. Like, I remember my entire family going on this. My dad loved it. My mom loved it. My sisters loved it. So it was one of those rides that we could kind of all go on together. And um, I, I, it was very just like when you walk in there, I feel like it reminds me of when I first visited Disney many, many moons ago. Sure. Also, I feel like the fact that they updated it and it still feels so cool when you ride it. Like when it jumps into um, light speed. Oh, you get jolted. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, that's yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? It feels legit. So I think that the fact that it holds up after all these years and they still have the possibility to make like all of these different combinations. I hope that we see more. I would love and I don't I don't know. <laughs> forgive me. I don't know if they can put like Grogu or Mandalorian and stuff yeah, in there. Absolutely. Like I feel like there's more space to be able to continue giving it lots of combinations and rewritability. And I will say that although it's magical, one day I was talking to you guys. Um we walked in, I was talking to you guys. The person didn't hand me a pair of glasses. Oh no. And I wrote it I sat down and I was like, oh, I like after the I buckled star in. Star blurs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I buckled in and I was like, I don't have glasses. And you guys were like, well, I can, there's nothing you can do. And I was like, okay. And I tried to watch it and it was hurting my eyes. And I closed my eyes and it was so intense. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, ju I just love that it's held up and is just as much of a fun ride now as it was years ago. So again, magical. Yeah. Star Tours has what Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run needs so bad is different scenes. It's it just needs it because I've ridden smugglers run probably eight to 10 times at this point and seeing the same thing every single time is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. All right, moving on over down sunset Boulevard, taking a left at the Hollywood tower hotel. We're going to head over to rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I I'm think I went first on Star Tours. Yeah, I'm so going to go ahead. I'll go first on this one. So I, think that this ride is tragical okay now the reason i feel like that is because in my humble opinion i believe this ride used to be so much smoother and more recently every time i go on this ride i get a really bad headache and it's because it's just so jolty um it just kind of knocks you back and forth and i think because of my height i think i'm knocking my head into like the the um the restraint the restraint yeah and more recently when i went on it um my head hit the side and my earring pierced the back of my head. Oh, goodness gracious. And for me, I love this ride. I will still go on it, even though apparently I get injured. Um, but for me, I'm like, can we can we fix this? Can we make it like a, you know, goofy movie theme? Like, what else can we do? Can we can we fix the ride vehicle so it's not quite so, you know, wooden roller coaster feelingy? And for me, it's tragical because it was a ride that I used to love and I'm finding it I hate getting almost like a instant headache when I get on this ride. Yeah, the the ride vehicle itself is the only reason I think I would vote for tragical, but I'm going to lean magical just to disagree with you. Sure. Um because I'm in the same boat with you. This ride gives me a headache sometimes. Not every time, but every once in a while if I don't tilt my head down forward, um 
if I try to put my head against the headrest, which they tell you you're supposed to do, it just kind of bangs back and forth on the headrest and it just doesn't feel good at all. And I usually get some neck pain, a little bit of a headache when we're done. But everything else about this ride is awesome. That initial launch, 60-something miles an hour right into an aversion. Um, if you're hot or you're feeling tired, this is the best ride to go on because, A, it cools you down like crazy. It's really cool in that room. Plus, the going 60-something miles an hour in a coaster, you're getting all that breeze. And it gives you such a, a, an adrenaline rush when you're on the, the coaster for the minute or minute and a half or however long the, the ride actually is that when you're walking out of there, you're like instantly refreshed and ready to go and you know nail the rest of Hollywood Studios. So for me, um, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say it's magical because the, the headrest headache thing doesn't happen to me every time, but I totally understand where you're coming from, but I'm going to go magical on this one. And just before we move on, I feel like it got worse in the last couple of years. Like it, it wasn't I mean, like, it's getting old. But I don't remember it being like that when we first moved here. The, the ride's it, almost 20 years old. Yeah, I know. It just, I guess I just, I love that ride. I love Aerosmith. And so like the fact that it, I just, it makes me sad to say tragical, but yeah, I'm sure. going to go with tragical. Well, next we're going to kind of pop over to the next door neighbor. You're about to die. <laughs> to Twilight Zone Tower <laughs> of Terror. Uh, yes, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, an all-time, all-time classic here at Disney's Hollywood Studios and the best Tower of Terror attraction in all of the Disney parks, voted by very many people. Um, Do you, wait, repeat that one more time? The best Tower of Terror attraction in all of the Disney parks. Okay. Okay, go on. <laughs> why did you pause like that? Because that's surprising to me. No, it's literally, it's universally voted as the best one. Oh, Okay. It's the OG and the best one. I just wanted you to repeat that to make yeah. sure that that was yeah. what you actually said. It's the most complex. It's the most impressively built. And it is just so much fun every single time. Um, the fact that there's four random ride sequences uh, is, is really cool. It's not the same ride every time you go on there. You don't know when the drops are coming. You don't know when your vehicle is going to start shaking. Um, that's something they added in recent years with the little like fake out shakes where you like stop in the middle of the shaft and it's like then it drops you um the the picture is always fun if you don't know when the picture is it's when you get to the tippy top and you can look out over hollywood studios it's right before it drops you so when you see those doors open and you can see hollywood studios out in front of you hold your pose until you start to drop if you can because that's where the picture is um it's a thrill uh, I love going on this every time. It's a little bit shorter than I'd like. I wish it was longer. That's the only reason why I would vote tragical on that. So I'm leaning towards magical for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror because I love going on that ride every time in my Hollywood Studios. Okay. Just before I tell you my what my opinion about this, you're telling me that this version was voted better than the one at Disneyland. Yeah, because Disneyland, Disneyland one is gone. Okay, so you're the Tower of Terror. So, not, you're, so we're not talking about. We're not talking about uh, what? It's not Cosmic Rewind. It's uh, Mission Breakout. Yes. No, it's not the same thing anymore. Okay, I understand. That ride goes more up, and it's more happy. Okay, so I what said I, Tower of Terror attraction. But see, I didn't know if you meant like a Tower of Terror like type of a tr- like no, no, dropping no, no. Well, elevator. The Tower of Terror attraction. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you mean. I yeah. thought you meant like the Tower of Terror type of attraction. No, and no, I was, no, no, and no, I was no, like, no. hang on a second. No, 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 no way. No, 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 no way. No, 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 no. Okay. So that's definitely fair. However, I am going to... Oh, I'm very on the fence about this one. I'm... Uh, I'm going to have to go with Magical... Because good, because you're about to die. We <laughs> voted the other way. Well, here's the thing. I love this ride. This is a must for me every time I go to the park. Like the other day, I was feeling stressed out, and Hollywood, I was 1939. And I was thinking about just going to Hollywood Studios and just trying to ride Tower of Terror until my stress was gone. Okay. And but I was like, eh. should have. Uh, it was raining. Uh, okay. And I was like, I don't want to get wet and stressed. And then. And you know what happens to the Tower of Terror in a thunderstorm? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that was my exact thought. I was like, what if it breaks down while I'm on there? That will make me <laughs> really upset. <laughs> but I love this ride. It's. I used to be terrified of it when I was a kid. And now I absolutely love it. it. I think this one gives you the smoothest jolt, like we were talking about for uh, the uh, rock and roller coaster. The reason I was considering Tragical is because I desperately want them to change it to uh, like what Mission Breakout is. I okay. think I would love to see like a whole like reboot of the or a retheming of it or a re, what do they call it? reimagining. The only thing I think will prevent anything like that is the theming around it because it's the Hollywood Tower Hotel in Hollywood Studios and it's on Sunset Boulevard. Like you're not just going to make that mission breakout sure it's just not going to happen a mission breakout the reason why they ended up making that mission breakout because they knew it was going to be part of the skyline of avengers campus <sighs> so i see your point I, it, I it, it will never be mission breakout womp 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 <laughs> <laughs> fine I, I do think it's magical i wish it would get a marvel facelift but i'm so desperate for marvel i guess i'm just yeah. grasping at straws you can't have those nice things down here. no we can't I'm looking at you, theme park down the street. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, I, I think we both agree that's magical and it's a must. So I, I, I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, up next, we have the newest attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and that is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. This opened literally like a week before the pandemic started. Um, and it's been open ever since. So it's uh, it's a trackless ride system that took over for the Great Movie Ride, which is a lot of people's favorite ride at Hollywood Studios inside the Chinese Theater. Um, it is wonderful. The imagine the um, the Imagineers did such a great job with the two and a half D technology and the projection mapping and the colors and the the ride is so smooth. The animatronics are fun. Uh, everything about this is one hundred percent magical for me. Um, the rewritability is great, even though it's the same ride every single time. The way the trackless ride system works is there's four different vehicles you actually get on uh, as part of the train. And the train runs away, and then the four vehicles kind of split off into different areas. So you spend different time in different rooms depending on which car you're in. Right. So the rewritability is there, even though it is the exact same ride every single time because you see things you didn't see before. Um, so 1,000% magical for me for Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. What about you? Nothing can stop us from voting this magical. <laughs> um, wow, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I love this ride because, first off, it's all the joy in the world in 
riding this ride. Jumping into a cartoon is something that everybody wishes they could do. Yeah. And the fact that they literally take you into the cartoon and... I don't know if we have ever really even scratched the surface of looking for all of the hidden Mickeys in that ride uh, because there are so, so many. And the thing is, the the storyline is amazing. You've got like your A storyline of Mickey and Minnie, and then you've got your B Pluto storyline. So you can just look at so much stuff. And then you've got the best part. <laughs> Oh, no. It's just such a great ride. And, like, I don't know. Every time I come off of that ride, I feel a lot of joy. And, honestly, when I go to Hollywood Studios, I personally feel like I can ride that ride multiple times just because it's so happy and so 100% magical. All right. Uh, Moving on to our next attraction is over in Toy Story Land, and that is Slinky Dog Dash. Now, when this opened in Toy Story Land, and I don't remember, I think I believe it was 2017 when Toy Story Land opened, um, a lot of people thought that when this was going up, it was going to be kind of a kiddie coaster, sort of like a barnstormer type ride. Um, this is everything but a kiddie coaster. I adore this ride. There's a reason why the lines are so long. There's a reason why the lightning lanes fly off the shelf like like a Black Friday morning. Yeah. Um, it is wonderful. It is more intense than you think it would be, but it's plenty less intense than uh, so, so the whole family can ride, as long as you're tall enough, of course. Um, Slinky Dog Dash is awesome. It's got a couple of launches. It goes up and down. It goes over some humps a couple of times. Um, it, it's really fun. The theming is wonderful. I love being in Toy Story Land because... The really cool part is that the whole premise is that you're shrunken down to be the size of a toy and you're in Andy's backyard. Right. The coolest thing is that's super fun for kids to be shrunk down. You're a toy. You're a toy in Toy Story Land. Yada, yada, yada. But as adults, I mean, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm not, not a toy, but all right. But you look around and there's literally like gigantic sized things of everything you've ever loved. And you you look around and you've got like Lincoln Logs and Connects and a giant bottle of Elmer's glue that you used to like stick to your hands in kindergarten and then peel off your hands. You know what I mean? And everything about this area is nostalgia. And going through the queue of Slinky Dog Dash is exactly the same way. So I love when I have the chance to because I don't often because the lines are always so long. When I have the chance to go on Slinky Dog Dash, I 100% do. Therefore, I vote this magical. So... I am going to say that this ride is tragical. <gasps> Danny! <laughs> so... Oh, can I kick you off the show? Uh, <laughs> no. Single park hopper here. Excuse me? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Sir. I think you just lost your voting rights. Um, Scrooge McNeville, I need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> go, excuse me while I go dive into my giant thing of coins and break my neck right (laughs) so go uh, on so the reason i'm saying it's tragical (sighs) is because first off it's a fantastic ride this take is tragical it's so much it is i know (laughs) it's so much fun to ride but the actual like like when you're trying to get on this ride is so absolutely tragical it's insane whether you are getting up at 7 a.m. to try to snag, um, you know, a wait time before they disappear in like three minutes 
or you're waiting 120 minutes for to get on the ride. Mm-hmm. That is tragical. It's there wildly should, popular. There should be another track on there. The fact that that ride is like, it, it takes so much effort to go on and it's such a good ride, I find tragical. It, and fe- so, it feels like a slow load. So that is my argument that it's, and I personally would almost argue that it's worse than Rise of the Resistance. What do you mean? Like trying to get um like well, a yeah, yeah sure like absolutely. a trying to get like a fast pass or a boarding group or whatever this one slinky dog ja- dash just seems almost near impossible to get at a decent time so like the fact that if you were just planning on going in the morning and you didn't get lucky in your time selection most likely your ride would be in the like in the late afternoon and that can throw off your whole day and your whole day shouldn't get thrown off by 702 no definitely not so in my opinion i was gonna go magical but the fact that it has so much difficulty in actually getting to ride this ride i'm gonna go with tragical i think it needs another track and i think that they that it was sorely overlooked for being such a slow loaded ride. Well, you can blame Andy's mom for not buying Andy a second coaster set because that's what the ride is made of. He built one coaster. That's all the pieces he had. So blame Andy's mom. Hashtag blame Andy's mom for not having a second track at Slinky Dog Dash. Well, you know whose uh, favorite character is Andy's mom? Michael Scott, because he said it without Andy's mom, the Toy Story uh that the franchise would not exist. That's that's true. Michael Scott is a man of wisdom. <laughs> 100% of the shots you don't take never go in. Michael Scott and Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so keeping uh, in Toy Story Land, this is the last land we're going to cover as far as rides go because there are three attractions in Toy Story Land. Um, the second one is the, uh, I believe it opened at the same time as Slinky Dog Dash, when Toy Story Land opened, okay. and that is Alien Swirling Saucers. Tragical, <laughs> tragical, tragical, <laughs> tragical, tragical. Oh, did I mention tragical? We're, we're having a hostile takeover here. So this ride is sometimes ridiculously long as the wait. It whips you around like crazy, and the ride literally lasts like 20 seconds. Now, the theming is really cute. The music is really cute. But the ride is rough. <laughs> it's like it's like a more intense version of teacups, except you don't do the spinning. And shorter. It has to be it's, shorter. Uh, I don't know. I haven't ridden both of those in a very long time, so I'm not really sure. The, the thing is, anytime anybody wants to go on it, I always look and it's like... They both how- make that horrific noise when they come to a stop. <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> like slamming on brakes that are like... Not lubed. Yeah, but like <laughs> breaks that desperately need to be like changed. But yeah. here, here's my take on it. Uh, yes, this ride is cute and fun, but oh my gosh, for you know, an hour wait for twenty seconds of fun just feels very tragical for me, and especially getting whipped around like that. Uh, but again, I will always go on it if somebody wants to go on it. It does but have shockingly long waits. It does. Like, it shouldn't have more than a 20-minute wait, like, ever. It really does. Um, But it's always, like, 45 plus, which is crazy. But, like, when somebody's like, okay, we have, like, an hour. I want to go on Alien Swirling Saucers. I'm like, what? For those of you that don't understand (laughs) the reference, if you've ever been on the Accelitron at Universal, which is, like, the spinny ride next to the Hulk, 
it's very similar to that. It's very, very intense for what it is. And if you don't ride in one of the aliens with one or two other people, the it's basically one seat belt for the whole thing. And you slide back and forth. There's like an electronic version of you've got a friend in me while you're getting whiplashed back me, and forth. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you've wow. got a friend in me. Kapa! Like, wow. I mean, it, it has its, it's fun, cute. but it's just like, whoa. Yeah, I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with you there. And I'm not even going to say why because you covered everything. So 1,000% okay. one, tragical for me. Okay. Well, with us completely agreeing, we're going to move into our last ride from Hollywood Studios. And our last Toy Story ride, and that's going to be Toy Story Mania. So I actually want to hear how you feel about this. I like it. Um, I don't love it. I like it. It's one of those things that if everybody in my group wants to go on, I will absolutely go on because it's fun. The rewritability is pretty good because it's a game and you don't score the same or you don't do the same every single time. There's secrets that you may or may not know about. Um I won't reveal any secrets here. You have to come to the park with me to find out some of those secrets. Yes. Um, but there, like I said, there's secrets. There's The game is diff- a little bit different every time depending on how you play it and how you shoot the things. Um, but usually it's pretty skippable for me. So I'm leaning tragical. Um, it's, not, it's not good enough for me to call it magical like the other ones I have on this list. So I'm going to lean tragical. That's so interesting because I'm going to go magical. Perfect. Good radio. So the the reason I'm going to go magical is because I was going to say tragical, but I can't based, I can't vote based on how bad I am at the ride. (laughs) Like that's not a fair, uh, that's not a fair rating. And for me, I think walking through the queue, which is wonderfully thought out, it has so many magical, um, just like sprinklings of, very just nostalgic pieces. I, it's hard to explain like, you know, big pieces of games and stuff. You're becoming a toy. I think that uh, when you, the actual ride is so well thought out and fun. And the fact that, you know, everybody has a chance to play, you get a prize at the end. And there's just so many little pieces that you notice where they put a lot of thought into making you feel like you shrunk down to a toy size. Yeah. And I would vote tragical, but again, I cannot vote based on how terrible I am at something. See, I completely disagree with you there because this will be covered in a future episode. Like we said, we're going to cover all the parks one at a time. There's a, a Toy Story ride over at Magic Kingdom that will remain unnamed that I absolutely despise because I'm terrible at it and I can't see lasers. See, I love that ride. See, Well, yeah, that, that's your opinion. I completely disagree that you can't have you can't dislike the ride because you're bad at it because this is definitely one of those those type of rides. But see, I also think that part of the fun of this ride is going on with people who enjoy it and like sure, sitting next yeah. to somebody and being like, "Ah, I'm gonna beat you!" I at got this. best in vehicle. <laughs> yeah, haha, I got you. I it, like I'm always w- the worst in the vehicle, and but I'm having fun because everybody else is having fun, and so yeah. I find it magical because of that. Sure, sure, that's more than fair. Well, that wraps up our rides. We are going to move over to our shows from Hollywood Studios. And I think let's go ahead and kick it off with Muppet Vision 3D. Hi-ho! Okay, so I personally find that this is magical. It's very nostalgic. It holds up. It's the most beautiful place in Hollywood Studios to take a nap. Yes. I've taken many a nap on you, on my family, and just because, like, when you're walking around in the heat all day, 
and you're tired, sometimes you just need a good place to close your eyes. And just like the penguins, I do it for the halibut. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the, the thing is, it's um, the, the ride still stands up despite the time that's passed. And the characters are so wonderful to be able to see those characters. Uh, I also think that the pre-show is absolutely wonderful. Oh, yeah. Pro tip, or <laughs> I guess pro tip, when you first go into the queue, look under the mat. The key is actually under the mat when you first go in. It is. And even, so let's just say I wasn't tired. I love watching this. It's so much fun. Um, the only thing is at the very end when, <laughs> spoiler alert, a cannon goes through the wall and we get to see the outside of Hollywood studios. It is so obvious <laughs> that that was filmed like oh, I know. so long ago. This it, was the last thing that Jim Henson ever produced. Right. But you know what I mean? Like when you see all like even like the Disney balloons in that shot. Are oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was from before I ever came to Disney World. So I don't know. It also kind of adds to the charm of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But so I'm going to go with magical. Uh, I'm going to agree. Um, I don't love Muppets 3D, but when I do have a chance to go see it, which isn't very often, I do enjoy the heck out of it. Everything from Statler and Waldorf cracking jokes up in the top right there to uh, what's the bunny's name again? Beans. Bean. 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 Yeah. Bean the bunny. Uh, when, when, he go, when he goes missing else. and pops up in the other balcony on the, on the left side and then... Um, uh, Sweetums comes walking out and, uh, anybody out here seen a bunny? <laughs> oh, ain't nothing up there but a bunny, a bunny <laughs> bean. <laughs> and of course, uh, Sam Eagles, a salute to na- all nations, but mostly America <laughs> and the three hour grand finale that was shortened to like 30 seconds. And Miss Piggy with her, uh, uh, her over the top number. Yeah. But where she's like, where Kermit is like, oh, yeah, Miss Piggy's like number. And she's like, mm-hmm. and he, he's like, oh, amazing, wonderful, whatever she says. That's more like it. <laughs> and then it gets completely destroyed by Bean. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's charming. Jim Henson, the Muppets, everything about the Muppets is awesome. Um, so if you have a chance to go see Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D, definitely do it. Um, it's a great place to get out of the heat, like Danny said. Um, and just go see one of the all-time great nostalgic attractions that are still left at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and holds up with time. Magical for me. Magical across the board. So the next one that we're going to go over is going to be Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Now, I know I kind of know your feelings on this. Go ahead. You, you tell me your feelings. I love the Indiana Jones film franchise. And... This stunt spectacular is also something that I did when I was really young at Walt Disney World. I didn't go to Disney World for, I believe it was 15 years. I I would, I last went when I was eight with my grandparents, and there's something happened with my dad that we couldn't go anymore. Um, And then I didn't go again until 2012, 2013. And so this Indiana Jones, the fact that it's still there is amazing. Um, But it's such a fun little show. I love seeing like how things work in movies and how things work behind the scenes, you know, how the stunts are done. Um, yeah, you know, it's a show and yeah, you know that Indiana Jones isn't going to get, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> kebobbed. Kebobbed. <laughs> Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, kebobbed by one of those things coming out of the floor. 
Um, it's just, it's nostalgic for me. It's super fun. And I'm hoping at some point, because I know it is modified right now, but I'm hoping at some point they start bringing back the pull the people out of the audience element, because that's something I always wanted to do and never got a chance to do. So at some point, I hope that they bring that back. But this is always a great take at Hollywood Studios, and it's a people eater. It eats so many people when they do these shows every hour, hour and a half, however often they do them. Um, so magical for me. So let me preface this by saying I will, I do want to go back and see it like this week because I haven't seen it since it came back and you haven't either, right? Nope. So I want to see it now that it's come back and I will definitely, these, all these rides that, you know, we, we lean towards tragical, we'll still go on. We still enjoy, but you know, um, this is one that for me, I'm going to wholeheartedly say tragical. And the reason for that is because Boom. when I, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then I started noticing little things that I was like, that's sad. Like when he, the shish kebab things comes up, I know it can't be a real stick. I know. What the heck are you doing? This is <laughs> so when those things come up and they wiggle and look rubbery i mean i don't find that very fun like it's like but do you want real spikes to come out of the ground yeah oh, i do come on now come on if you're gonna show me a stunt spectacular show me actual stunts also when he jumps over that little like uh like there's like a hole in the floor i mean i could step over it and i'm only five feet tall <laughs> So come on, give me something exciting. Yikes. And personally, after that beginning part, after that, I'm like, okay, this is... You know, people don't actually is, punch each other in movies, right? I know. <laughs> it's just every time I watch it, I'm like, it's the same thing. I know it's I coming. Love it. I just, I'll watch it. It's a nice place to sit down, I guess. I just, if they if they got rid of it, and switch it to something new, I wouldn't hate it. Here's the thing. If you put Harrison Ford in the ride, I'll change it to magical. Oh, jeez. Well, Harrison Ford's like 95. He can't do these stunts anymore. You know what? Harrison Ford is 95, and you ask any woman out there, he's still got it going oh, he's on. Oh, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> he is a handsome gentleman. I don't know how, like what he's doing, but I, I just know that Paul Rudd is like yeah. hanging out with him, and they're sharing some yeah, kind and, of... And Rob Lowe. Ro and all those guys. They're all hanging out drinking the same water yeah. somewhere. But again... I haven't seen it in a long time. I also feel like I need to sit down and watch it. But for me, I just, it always feels way longer than it is. I, like, I it's feel a like, long show. I feel like when I was a kid, I remember being like, that show's like an hour. And it's like, no, it's like 20 minutes. And I was like, what? I think it's about a half hour. It's so, I feel Roughly. so long. And then I never got picked to be part of the show. Probably because I was a minor, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just tragical for me. It's just, it just doesn't do it for me. Okay, so this next one here is something that I personally have never done. I don't know if you've done it before, but I've never done it. But now, thanks to that darn cavalcade, I know the song from the Disney Junior Dance Party. Now, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what is what it entails inside. But because that song is so darn catchy, and because the fact that I can dance with Fancy Nancy, <laughs> and I can dance with Dr. McStuffins... And I can dance with Vampirina. Dr. And I think Mickey Mouse is in there too, isn't he? Mm-hmm. 100% um, magical. 
So I'm going to definitely agree with you on this. If I remember correctly, the Disney Junior Dance Party used to be basically like a club for children. Yeah. Which sounds very illegal. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, they just... Um, they they play music and kids get to dance around and the characters used to come out on the dance floor and dance with all the kids and it was really cute really fun and i remember when my little sister was younger that was something that we used to frequent and it was always really fun even though i was like a teenager and too cool for it okay, everyone. <laughs> Are you ready for a party you ready for this <laughs> oh my gosh Now you know, if you've been to Hollywood Studios in the last 15 to 18 months, you'll know the song because that darn cavalcade. It's Dr. McStuffin! Man, it's so catchy. I was like dancing in my seat. I, I just think that anything that is like fun and joyful and you get interaction like that, and I just feel like if you're a parent that has to be like such a fun thing to do with your kids. And, uh, I, I, I love that they have that. I really do. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like a lot of fun and it just seems weird for me to go in there as a 35 year old man. I just don't know if I'd want to, unless I was with a kid. I, you mean, know I mean, probably, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think it would be, like, I don't think it's weird, I think, because it's like a, you know, something for you to enjoy. But I think it's, it is more for people with kids. Sure. So. But, um, yeah, overall, magical for that. And for good reason, great characters. I think anybody can go. And But I do understand. I would feel the same way if I went in without a kid and was, yeah. like, recording. <laughs> let, me go, let me go check this out. Yeah, like with my, you with know. With my gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I totally get that. Yeah. So... But overall, magical, even if it's not necessarily for us. All right. So moving on, a, another attraction that I've actually only done once. <laughs> um, and it was just before the pandemic, I believe. Right. And this is over right next to uh, Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. You wouldn't even know it's there unless you're looking for it. And it is Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Now, what this is, it's, it's basically like a... Um, like a sit-down show with like a circle vision screen with a really cool animatronic of Lightning McQueen. Like it's really cool. You should definitely go see it just for the animatronic at least once. Um, and you're you're in a race or a virtual race against the bad guys, and it's it's really cute. There's benches in there. There's a bunch of kids screaming for Lightning McQueen. It is what it is. It sounds exactly what it is. So for me, having done this and finding it kind of underwhelming aside from the really cool animatronic and the race scenes. Um, I'm going to vote tragical on this one. Um, I'm actually going to go with magical. <laughs> okay. And the reason for that is I think that there's a lot of really cool technology in that building that kind of gets overlooked because we are spoiled by things like rise of the resistance. Sure. That animatronic coming out and like looking like it's actually racing yeah. right in front of you and blinking and talking how, and everything yeah how cool is that and then like the everything around you is really cool i mean the thing is it's a car talking to you about a race it's not that like wow. it's not rocket science wow <laughs> Ka-chow. um but i i just honestly feel like for what it is i think that it's actually 
kind of cool. And I've only it done it. Cool. I, I've only done it once. Um, and I definitely want to do it again. But I think that we are overlooking how cool that technology is. If we're, you know, if we're being honest, because we never go visit it. But, you know, it is it's the Cars franchise. And I, I don't know if we've ever even watched the Cars franchise together. I honestly have not gotten through a single Cars movie. Every time I put it on, I fall asleep. So that's that's how I feel about the Cars movies. The only thing I know about the Cars movies is the fact that Rascal Flatts did Life is a Highway for that song. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's literally all I know about the Cars movies. I just I know nothing, and, and I know about Radiator Springs, and I know um, the the themed part of the resort at Art of Animation and the area out in California. But other than that, I know nothing about Cars and Tomater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think that Again, I think we need to go on it again, but just for the technology alone, I'm saying magical. That's more than fair. All right. Well, next we're going to go over to Beauty and the Beast live on stage. Classic. So what do, what do we think of this? Um, I like this show a lot. The modified version is a little weird because with COVID and the distancing and all that stuff, it they changed the way that the actors appeared and danced and interacted on the stage. Um, the, the, I believe they shortened it as well. Uh, cause I remember it being longer. I believe it was like 25 to 30 minutes or something like that so, before, but <laughs> I feel like the last one we saw was like 15. So here's the thing about this beauty and the beast live on stage right now is it is still, um, kind of like the lion King where it's a celebration. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of to where I remember my family saying like, it was like bell beast. And they're 20 feet away from each yeah. other and like reaching out. Belle, it's me. <laughs> Belle. Can you see me? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, it's weird that Beauty and the Beast can't get together. Even when Beast is like in full costume up on the back part of the stage there. Uh, it's weird that they can't go near each other. I haven't seen it in months, so it might have changed back to the normal version. I'm not sure. So let's just pretend. Let, let's talk about, do we want to go based off of... The regular version? Let's go based off the regular version. Because I feel like it's kind of unfair to go based off of the... It's a semi-Broadway quality mini show that you can go see for free at Hollywood Studios. Yes. It's not Broadway like the style of the actual Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. It's like the Disney cartoon costumes come to life, basically. So Cogsworth, Lumiere, um, Mrs. Potts, Chip, all those are like just like the animation from the 1991 movie. It's right. not the the new version with Emma Watson. It's not the Broadway version. It's like if those walk around or meet and greet characters were just on the stage performing Beauty and the Beast. Right, the same characters that were um, at Run Disney yes. when, yep. when during the character meet and greet. Correct. So, yes. It's a great show. It, it it plays the hits. You know, it starts off obviously with with the song Bell, where she's in a little town in a quiet village. And it works its way through to um, something there. It works its way to Gaston. It works its way to um, Be Our Guest. It works our way all the way to the end. Um, Tales All His Time, Beauty and the Beast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great little show, a great little take, a fun little theater. There's some there's some fans, I believe, giant fans up in the ceiling, so it does cool you off a little bit if you're going to go watch right. those shows. Um, but it's definitely magical for me. I was glad they brought it back because it was definitely sorely missed when COVID started. Yeah, I'm going to go with magical as well. Um, this is one of my mom's favorite things to do, and I feel like when I was... Um, I used to not really enjoy it because I didn't like stopping. Like I didn't like sitting down and like 
not going on rides. But I feel like I have like a much better appreciation for it now for some reason. And so I just really, really enjoy that show. I think that the talent in that show is absolutely incredible. Yeah, they're actually singing, I believe. Belle and Gaston and them. I believe they actually, it's not like lip synced. I believe they're actually singing right, in that show. Right, I think so. Which is really cool. So overall magical because there's absolutely nothing wrong with that show except that it's not completely back to normal yet <laughs> right so magical right. across the board now we're going to move on to a, another uh classic movie that you can kind of partake in in hollywood studios and that's going to be voyage of the little mermaid so currently it is temporary closed it has not reopened since before the pandemic um this show is wildly outdated uh the effects the uh the puppetry is really cool that's the one like shining thing that this show actually has is that on the stage it's really dark but they've got like these glowing puppets that are being played by these puppeteers that are all in black that you can't see when the stage is super dark so it looks really cool however there's like lasers and weird water effects and for some reason that the the aerials that they that they find aren't always the best um so i find this show kind of eh and I lean towards tragical. So I'm going to go with you right there. Tragical. This is one of my least favorite things in Hollywood studios. Um, I haven't been on it. I don't think since we moved here because I dislike I th- it so much. Yeah. I think I went on it once since we moved here. So a couple of the reasons I really don't like it. First off that theater or like whatever you want to call it is so small. Yeah. I feel like I'm basically sitting on the stage. Right. And then on top of that, I think you're right. Ariel always feels kind of like, okay, you didn't get any other parts, but we're going to put you in this <laughs> until you get better at Even something. Even though Ariel's vocals are really impressive. <laughs> well, usually, you know, usually the girl who's like singing... Like what they're supposed to be singing is really impressive to oh, sing. Oh, yes, yes. Shout out Jody Benson. Yes. So I, was, <laughs> I was about to say, like, who could compare to the great Jody Benson? No, no one. But um, what I was going to say was I just never enjoyed it. I'd always felt very small and cramped. Um, I never found the effects very, like, fun or interesting. It's always, like, stuffy in there. Yeah, yep. So if you were already hot and you want to put me in a stuffy room in the dark after walking around for eight hours... It's hot to under the water. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. And so all you're going to get is me bobbing my head and it's not going to be to the music. It's going to be to me (laughs) falling asleep. And so... Every yeah. t- I mean, like, I would like to see it again to see if it is as bad as I remember. But I just remember I'd be like, okay, let's go to do this. And tragical. I think a lot of people feel this way. A lot of people feel that it's tragical. Um, but I do think it is coming back. Um, <sighs> what, I, what I did, <laughs> do you remember like maybe like a year ago or so, all of a sudden, one day, that Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid billboard on the building came down, and everybody was like, oh, my God, Little Mermaid's closing forever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I remember, because I was like, good riddance. And then a week later, a brand new one went up. Yeah, and I was like, so oh, I, man. <laughs> so I do I do think it is coming back at some point. I think it's just kind of like a back burner type thing for for Disney at this point. Yeah. I So tragic. Oh, just tragic. Tra- tragically tragical. It's that bad. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to the next thing. Absolutely. Um, this is a criminally underrated attraction in Hollywood studios. Oh, what's it, that? It, it is not. 
it is not near the top of the list of the best things to do at Hollywood Studios, but if you want something fun and you want a good laugh, if you like the Mickey shorts that are on the Disney Channel and on Disney+, Plus, you will love Vacation Fun, an original animated short created just for the parks. You cannot watch it anywhere else. You can't watch it on YouTube. You can't watch it on Disney+. Plus. Disney Channel, nowhere. It's basically like a best of, and the fact that they feature Potato Land heavy in Vacation Fun. Potato Land. Potato Land. And then you walk outside of the theater, and there's literally a Potato Land photo opportunity. Right. Where you can literally take a picture of the potato. <gasps> I just realized we at can, Potato Land. We can finally take pictures with with the Potato Land potato without our masks I on. I know <laughs> a maskless Potato Land photo. Potato Land. Well, we haven't been able to do that ever. Like since like we we never I found love potatoes. <laughs> That so, short is wonderful. If you if you get all like the little Disneyland references, go watch Potato Land on the Mickey shorts. It is wonderful. So magical or tragical? What magical? Absolutely. So I'm gonna just bounce off of what you said. I think everything about this is magical, um, especially for what it is. It's a little you know break. You get to watch this wonderful short, and it's so funny and so much fun. When you walk into the theater. You sit in Mickey's shorts watching a short. <laughs> Literally, all, his, all his of, shorts. Or I've also heard people say you sit in the seat of Mickey's pants. Okay. Okay. So uh, every seat looks like Mickey's pants. Sure. So you're sitting in shorts watching shorts. You're sitting in the seat, the seat of the pants. Huh? Um, and then when you leave, you get that awesome photo op. So it's a great little break. Um, it's very fun. Definitely magical. Um, all right. So I'm going to shuffle the last two that we have on our list here. Um, this one here. Originally, before the pandemic, I believe it was. Yeah, it was definitely before the pandemic because I saw it without masks on. Um, the first time I walked by this building, I was like, that doesn't look like anything I'd ever want to do. And it felt like the Disney Junior dance party to me. It's something like a 35-year-old man should never walk in and do by himself. Okay. Until one day I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. I'm yeah. going into the Frozen show, the for the first time in forever Frozen sing-along celebration. Just by that name, I was going to skip it forever. Until that show changed my life. Okay. I have never laughed so hard at a show at Disney than this show. Okay. It is, if you like the Frozen music, it's a must do. If you hate the Frozen music, you might want to skip it. But if you're indifferent about the Frozen music or you don't mind hearing it every now and then because Let It Go beat us over the head for like five years. And it's he very heavily <laughs> um, featured in this show. But the fact that it's a Frozen sing-along, in addition to a lot of adult-themed comedy, no, not rated R or anything like that, but it's definitely jokes that kids don't get. <laughs> <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? Um, it is the perfect blend of stand-up comedy and karaoke. And it is so much fun. There's different actors that play the uh, historians of Arendelle that are, are actually the hosts of the show. You get to see Anna. You get to see Kristoff. Uh, you get to see Elsa. Um, in the holidays, you get to see Olaf, which is really cool. Um, it's just a wonderful take. Can't recommend it enough. I take everyone I bring to Walt Disney World to this show and they always say that it's really great as we walk out. So 
100% magical for the uh, the Frozen sing-along celebration. So I'm going to go with tragical. Oh, no. Why? Okay. But hear me out. I would call it magical if they added in the arguably best soundtrack of the Frozen, Frozen franchise. Two? Yeah, the, of yeah. the Frozen franchise. They should definitely update it. I find it tragical that it has not been updated to include that. Because overall, I think this is wonderful. <laughs> I really, like, I really do enjoy it. I think the jokes are funny, but it just always feels to me like y'all are missing some of the best songs in the Frozen franchise. Like, why have you not added something? Yeah, like, to, to be fair, the show has been around for a long time, long before Frozen 2. I would love to see some sort of update, though. I, I completely agree with you there. That's but this, the only reason I'm saying tragical. But show is a great take. I just, like, it just feels like it would be an easy update. You don't have to do anything like you get somebody to edit a video, you change up the script, you play the music, bada bing, bada boom, you got a brand new show. Absolutely. And it's a 30-minute show in an air-conditioned theater where it snows on you. Yes. So <laughs> so just to be fair, I love this show. I would call it magical. The only reason I'm giving it a tragical is because... You're difficult. How dare you <laughs> not add in the best soundtrack of the Frozen 2 series? Like, come on. Yeah. Be better. You, you, it, it's literally yours. Like, it's literally yours. Like, just fix it. Make it better. And, like... We all want to hear those songs. We all want to hear those songs. So that's the only reason I'm calling it tragical because it kind of frustrates me that they don't use it. <laughs> that is more than fair. All right. I'm going to let you run with the last one. Okay. So the last one that we are going to uh, be closing the our show with is Fantasmic. Here's the thing. Why have you not announced Fantasmic yet? <laughs> They have announced it, but they just haven't announced a date. No, no, no. Why have you not announced a date yet? The, if you, if they bring back Fantasmic in like November, I am going to like flip tables. I swear. Uh, I just, I can't with this. Here's the thing. This, sh this is the most magical show. I love it so much. Why are they waiting? Like, I don't understand. This show is wonderful. The story's great. It gives you all the feels, the music. You see so many characters. I mean, I'm hoping that we won't have the Party City Dragon anymore. <laughs> and that is the only excuse that they could ever have for taking this long to announce a date is that they are, we are getting an animatronic dragon that flies over our heads and breathes fire, you know, into the sky. <laughs> like, that is the only, only acceptable reason. Sure. However, comma... My frustration over it not being here doesn't make it any less magical. I'm craving the magic that is phantasmic. It's magical. This show is absolutely wonderful. I cannot wait for it to return. I don't even have to explain myself why I'm going to vote magical on this one. It's a must-see. Um, you, you're in like a 7,000-seat stadium with a bunch of rowdy Disney fans who... For an hour before the show, you're jamming out to old like Disney Channel rock star music. Oh yes, the covers to the a dream that your wish could get true. I'm not <laughs> singing know, the words right right you now. Know when every Disney Channel star had to sing for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they released the albums and it was like Miley Cyrus a and Hillary Duff and 
Kiki Palmer and all those people. Everybody. Um, the Jonas Brothers are, are on there. Um, Demi Lovato. You know, like all those people. All of them. They're Bef- all there. Before they were stars. But everybody had to sing for some reason Miley on, the, on the Disney Channel. Exactly. Um, the Cheetah Girls. I think they're on there too. Um, but yeah, like the hour of anticipation, everybody's jamming out to those songs. And then like the lights go down, the... the like the like the little humming thing that starts Fantasmic. Everybody freaks out. It's it's so much fun. The show's awesome. I'm hoping that the changes that are rumored are happening. Um, and I cannot wait till this show comes back. It is the most magical thing that they do at Hollywood Studios as far as shows go. Um, it's just, it's it's unmatched and it's sorely missed right now and I cannot wait for it to return. I completely agree. Um, I do just also want to say if you guys have forgotten the ending, the very last segment of Fantastic. Oh, it's the best. How how much does that just like hit you right in the feels? Right when the lights come on and Steamboat Willie is driving the the character boat, and oh. <laughs> it's the only place you could see Steamboat Willie because Danny's favorite character is Steamboat Willie, and she freaks out. Um, I like watching her freak out like that. It's really funny. And then burst into tears. <laughs> you like watching me hold back tears? Yeah, and then, and be like, yes. <laughs> yes. As that music builds up, I'm eagerly anticipating oh, you. I'm going to camera, like I'm going to videotape your face when, when it comes back. Oh, good. We're going to get one camera on the show and one camera on your face. And it's the Danny cam. Well, you might get arrested for what a, how tragical my face is going to look <laughs> if you put that on the internet. But yeah, the, the pyro, the music, the water effects, the, the colors, the everything is just is awesome. It's the best show at Hollywood Studios by far. Can't wait for it to come back. And I think that just about wraps up our episode of Magical or Tragical Disney's Hollywood Studios edition. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun talking about this. What about you? I did. I did. I'm looking forward to doing the other parks. Plus, uh, probably we'll do Universal SeaWorld maybe other ones as well i think that it would be fun as we continue to go on and by the way guys we're not going to be doing each episode back to back um so you're not just going to get back to back to back to back episodes of magical or tragical um so we will be fitting them in sprinkle them in there yes but i think it would be really fun as we visit new parks to kind of add in an episode about a new park that we visited do bush gardens tampa or legoland or Gatorland. Gatorland. <laughs> you know? Yeah. See if that's magical or not. Yeah. But um, I did want to say, speaking of Steamboat Willie, um, this upcoming Thursday, I'm actually going to be running another Run Disney 5K. Yeah, buddy. So um, I am dressing up as Steamboat Willie. So we'll definitely share some of that. Um, luckily, this race doesn't start at 5 a.m. This one starts at 10 p.m. Awesome. So I'm and we're very, night owls. Yes, I'm very excited to see what this race is going to be like. But and I'm also excited to share <laughs> like how well dressing up in a tutu is and then running like a 5k. So there's a lot that's going to be happening this week. My family is coming to Yay. visit. Um, we've got our friends Eddie and Lisa coming to visit. Yay. Um, I didn't get to see them today because Epcot was sold out, but um, Cassie Shiloh and their brand new baby girl are here. Yay. Um, and it's race weekend, so it's just going to be very busy overall. So, I mean, I'm just so, so excited for this upcoming week. 
we've also got some very exciting things that we are planning and we are actually probably going to talk about it next week to give you guys a heads up. So uh, make sure that you're following us on all social media. If you guys listened to our last episode and you did not yet, make sure that you head over to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. And please make sure you subscribe to us. We are slowly climbing to our first YouTube goal and every single subscriber counts. So if you've got a friend sitting with you close by, grab their phone, subscribe to them on their phone or subscribe to us on your, on their phone too. Help us get to our goals. Yes. We hope you enjoyed the first edition of Magical or Tragical, and we will see you for episode 100 of A Couple of Park Hoppers next week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok. Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of park And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.